This took place when I was 12. My dad owned a motorhome and we often went camping. This particular time my dad and I went camping and I took one of my best friends, Violet. For some background on how this place is set up, there was a road where on one side there was a large campground where we were staying and on the other side there was a forest area. In the forest area there was a hiking trail that was about a half mile long and in the middle of the trail there was a creek and a long concrete tunnel. On the night that we were going to be staying there, I had finally convinced Violet to go walk the hiking trail with me since she refused to go the other times, and I asked my dad and he wouldn't let me go alone. I wanted to go when it was dark because I thought it would be fun. Violet on the other hand did not think it was going to be so much fun, but I brushed it off and called her a pussy. My dad didn't want us to go out when it was too dark, so we waited until dusk. We got some flashlights and headed out. We entered the forest and I had a headlamp and Violet had a large flashlight. I was walking in front since the trail was only big enough for one person to walk at a time. As she was very paranoid, she wanted me to go first. We walked until we got to the creek and there was a large square shaped concrete tunnel at the beginning of it. Because I wasn't really afraid of much, I wanted to go inside. I tried to convince Violet to go with me, but she refused multiple times. Come on, it's just a tunnel. What's the worst that could happen? I asked her. But she was really paranoid about the whole thing and said, No way. You can go if you want, but I'm staying out here. I eventually gave up and went in by myself. I was about 5'8 at the time, so when I got inside the tunnel, I had to crouch down quite a bit to avoid hitting my head. There was water on the floor that ran into the creek, but it wasn't even enough to get into my shoes. There was a lot of graffiti all over the walls. I shined my headlight all over and did my best to read it. At this point, I was about 15 feet down the tunnel from the entrance, and while I was distracted reading all the stuff on the walls, I didn't really pay attention to anything else. Suddenly, Violet began screaming at me, She was yelling stuff like, Get out of there! Hurry, let's go! I knew she was paranoid, but I didn't know she was that scared. So I was going back, but before I did, I took one last look around the tunnel and looked down to the far end. There, at the end, was a 40-year-old man. He looked homeless. He's very skinny, and his skin was almost grayish color. I looked at him as he was walking slowly towards me. I was absolutely scared shitless. I ran out of the tunnel as fast as I could. And because my curiosity always gets the best of me, once I got out of the tunnel, I looked back and he was just standing at the entrance looking at me. I wasn't sure how he got there so fast, but he did. When I first saw him, he was at least 20 feet down from where I was and would have had to move about 35 feet down as fast as I moved 15 feet. And I didn't even hear him run because the water would have made a sound if he did. Seeing him just five feet away from me was enough to make me run. And I ran faster than I've ever ran in my life. I was absolutely terrified. I can say with confidence neither me nor Violet slept that night. To this day, I never told my dad about what happened that night. Violet also asked me never to bring it up again. And I still have no idea how he got there so fast. 
I really wish I would have listened to my friend. I will never know for sure, but I believe the man had been living in that tunnel for God knows how long. To this day, I'm still curious, what was at the end of that tunnel? So about two years ago, a friend of mine had moved into his own apartment. The sofa that was in it was old and worn, so we decided he would try to find another one in better condition. He asked me to help him look for one, as my dad had a van that we would need to use to transport the sofa. So we went on Craigslist to have a look at what people had for sale. We came across one ad that stated, three-seater cream leather sofa, great condition, free for the first viewer. There's a picture of it and it looked in perfect condition. Now, the ad had been up for a week or so, so we thought maybe it was already gone and that they just hadn't taken the ad down yet. My friend contacted the seller and nearly instantly got a reply saying that they still had the sofa and it was available if we could collect it. I was a bit weary that it was still available. I mean, a free sofa in perfect condition that had been up for a week and nobody had taken it yet? We thought that maybe there was something wrong with it that could only be noticed when viewing the sofa and that was maybe hidden in the pictures. It was the weekend and we had no plans so we decided that we would go check out the sofa. My friend contacted the seller and organized a time and place to meet up. They decided a local McDonald's car park at 9pm as the seller said he was at work until 8pm and would need time to get ready after work. The seller said that he would be driving a green Honda Accord with a trailer. So we pull up at the McDonald's car park at about 8.50. There were loads of people around, so there was no reason to think that we were in danger or anything. At about 8.55, my friend gets a text from the seller saying that he's 15 minutes away, and they asked him to describe what vehicle we were in. So we described to him that we were in a van. About five minutes after he had texted the seller what kind of vehicle we were in, an overweight man around 50 with a gray scuffy beard and greasy gray hair approached the driver's side window, which was my side since I was driving the van. He was wearing a plain white t-shirt with what looked like a shitload of food stains all over it, black jeans with holes torn in them, and dried mud stains all over them along with a pair of black steel toe boots covered in dried mud. He knocked on my window, so I rolled it down a bit. You boys here for the sofa? He said in a gravelly voice. It sounded like he needed to cough, but couldn't get it out. Uh, yeah? I said to him. Rob's car has broken down on the road and his phone battery has died. I was with him and walked up to get you guys. He's waiting for Triple A, but you can come down to collect the sofa off him. Mia and my friend looked at each other, unsure what to think. Can I get in the van and we'll go back to Rob together? The guy asked. How far down the road is he? I asked. And he replied, not too far, but I need to show you where to go. At this stage, my friend pretended to get a phone call. Hello? Yes. Ah, oh, no way, really? We'll be right there. He said before pretending to hang up the phone. He looked at me and said, We gotta go. My dad needs help with a flat tire. I nodded, knowing that it was a fake call. 
to get us the hell away from this creepy guy. We gotta go now, but we'll contact you guys about the sofa tomorrow. The guy just stared at us as we rolled up my window and started driving away. Me and my friend looked at each other. That was creepy. I got bad vibes off that guy, my friend said. Definitely, I replied to him. We decided to drive around the back of the car park to see if we could find out if the guy was up to something or not. We could see him standing in the same spot where we left him, and he was on the phone. He put the phone down, and two minutes later, a car pulled up with three men in it, and he got in. My friend's phone was ringing, and it was from the number of Rob, the guy who was supposedly giving away the sofa. My friend answered, As he was on the phone, I noticed that one of the men that was in the car that collected that creepy guy was also on the phone. My friend told Rob that he would contact them tomorrow, that he was busy and couldn't talk right now. At the same time, my friend hung up the phone. The guy who was in the car also finished the phone call. At that point, I explained to my friend that there was probably no car that had broken down and that this creepy guy was trying to lure us somewhere. So, as the guys in the car could do God knows what to us. We drove home and my friend blocked the number of Rob and we never heard from him again. We reported the ad and it was removed the next day. So this is a fairly short story, but it still freaks me out that it even happened. It was around 11 at night and that's when my dad usually gets home from work. We always go around the back with some algae cleaning fluid to put in our pool overnight. We would also turn the pump on. That night, I remember we stayed out for a few minutes after because we could see a pretty neat looking view of a thunderstorm in the distance. And that's when I saw him. Right next to a huge tree, about 30 or 40 feet away from me, there was this dude standing there, staring in our direction. He walked forward a bit, but stepped on a stick and ducked behind the tree. I assumed he also saw me staring back at him, so he made sure to stay clear of sight after that. I haven't seen him or had anything similar happen since, but it scares the crap out of me knowing that if my dad wasn't there with me, he may have come after me. I have been posting my experiences in hospitality in a different subreddit, but felt like this one fits here. Two nights ago, a guest came to the desk and asked for extra amenities. The way he spoke was very childlike, almost shy to ask for said items. It's not like anyone would be embarrassed asking for shampoo, conditioner, soap, and toilet paper. He even moved like a child, kind of swinging his arms back and forth. It was actually uncomfortable to see. He asked my name, which I actually had my name tag on. And I told him, and he literally giggled. A grown man giggled like a little kid. He said it was nice to meet me, and told me his name. And then he walked away. He came back a few seconds later, and in a regular voice, he asked about the gym. Another guest had witnessed the entire thing, and just looked around. Were we in the movie Split for a few minutes? Like, did that exchange really happen? Was I talking to the same person? Anyways, later that night, he was another person, a person who was very angry and shouting about drugs and France. Really, France. 
I don't know what that had to do with what he was ranting about, but I hope you get the help you need. And please, never come back. This happened when my brother was 8 or so, and he's 27 now, so it's been a while. We were at my grandma's shore house, and my brother and his friends were playing on the beach after dinner. It was an extremely safe, family-oriented area, and you could see rather easily and get to the beach quickly from my grandma's house. So my parents were okay with my brother and his friends playing alone. As my dad was watching them play, he noticed some other people dressed in all black walking towards my brother and his friend rather quickly. My brother and his friend had their backs to them and didn't see them until the group called out, Hey kids! These people were in all black and wearing scream masks and they were all up in my second grade brother's face. He and his friend started calling for my dad who booked it down to the beach. He went right up to the people and demanded they take off the masks while asking them what the fuck they were thinking. In my dad's words, it was a bunch of ugly pimple-faced 13-year-olds who started crying when they realized how pissed off I was. My dad made these bumbling punks say sorry to my brother and his friend. I remember a situation that happened to me when I was younger, 15 years old to be exact. It was a hot summer and I was at home bored. I had a boyfriend at the time and I asked my mom if she could take me to his house. He lived about 10 minutes away by car. She said no. I got angry so I took it upon myself to walk in the hot summer heat to his house. Mind you, the walk is about 20 to 30 minutes from my home. I was a dumb youngling, I'll tell you that. I didn't think anything bad could happen since it was during the day. I started walking and walked the roads close to the expressway. A car, blue early 2000 Mustang pulled over next to me and a man in his 30s puts his window down and asks me if I need a ride. It's important to note that I was wearing a romper which consisted of a spaghetti strap top and shorts. I stupidly walked like that through town. It was super hot and I was exhausted to the point where I was about to tell him yes and get into his car but I waited to answer. I got a very quick look at his eyes. He tried not to be obvious, but I don't know how I was able to see that he had looked me up and down and kept staring at my legs. That in itself told me that I couldn't trust him and told him, no thanks. He then asked again, are you sure? I said, yeah, no thanks. Then he got angry, rolled up his window and sped off. I'm grateful that I got a small glimpse of his intentions and my 15-year-old dumb self stayed away from danger. This happened to me about 15 to 16 years ago when I was displaced in Las Vegas after Hurricane Katrina occurred. I was 9 years old at the time and lived in this cul-de-sac of townhomes. Without sharing all the details, this was the first time I ever had a friend who lived in the same neighborhood so he would often hang out from early mornings to 11 p.m. or so. One night, I can't remember how late, but it was pretty dark outside. While we were hanging out, there was this ice cream truck that was passing around. It hadn't turned on the typical music you hear when the truck is approaching, but when it got nearby, it began lighting up and playing the music. 
my friend and I, who was the same age as myself, approached the truck to see what it had to offer. I decided I didn't want any ice cream, likely because I didn't have any money to buy any, but my friend wanted some. He explained what he wanted to the guy. Then the guy suggests he gets in the truck to pick out which flavor, and he would give him the ice cream for free. For some strange reason, my friend actually was going to get in the truck when I yanked his arm and screamed something. Immediately after, we ran to our parents and explained what happened. After this, we'd have to be inside after sunset. I can't say for sure what would have occurred, but I'm thankful neither of us got into that truck. This happened to me around three years ago when I was in the first year of university and I was living with two other roommates. I was walking home from the station only 15 minutes from our house and it was only 9pm so not super late. But the area was pretty suburban and didn't have a lot of street lights. There were a couple of people that came out of the station with me but as I walked I noticed that it was only this one guy who was jogging. Didn't think anything of it as I was used to walking this road. But then he starts acting kind of weird. Like instead of crossing the road on the stoplights, he would jump on the rails even though there was cars passing and he would have to change his pace a lot. This whole time he was in front of me so I was kind of keeping an eye on him already. Then he stopped by a bench to tie his shoelace so I ended up walking past him which already made me worry since I couldn't see him anymore. Then, all of a sudden, he runs up behind me, hits me in the head, and takes my hat. He already had a hat of his own, not that it matters. He continues jogging, and I guess I was so shocked, I just stood frozen. Then, all of a sudden, he turns around and starts jogging towards me again. So I ran for it to the nearest gas station, where I told the guy behind the counter, and he offered to get me an Uber home. I, of course, told my roommates, so they would be careful and vigilant. Then, not even a week later, I was walking home, during daylight this time, and I noticed another man looking at me and following me in the same area. So I ran to the gas station again, but before calling an Uber, I saw him waiting outside, and under his hood, it was the same guy. I called an Uber, and had it take me to school instead, in case he found out where I lived. I was way too paranoid and got me and my roommates to get the hell out of that house, A few months later, I found out from a friend that there was actually a series of murders that were happening in the same area at the same time to Asian girls. I'm Asian. I'm a 15 year old female and live in a smallish neighborhood. My room is on the second floor of the house. It is the only main room up here. The other rooms are a closet with access to the attic and a small spare space opposite the closet door. All doors are on one end of the room, and the windows are on the other. Near the windows, I have a large chair. It's red and soft, so I sit here often. When in the chair, my right side is to the window. Story time. For the past few weeks, on and off, I have been hearing what sounded like tapping or walking on the roof near my window. It's kind of soft, so when watching Netflix or having a fan on, it can be hard to hear. But it's happened a handful of times that I know about. Just a few minutes ago, it sounded sort of like a ladder being rested nearby and a few taps of steps. 
I got up and turned off the light so it wouldn't reflect off the window and block my view from outside, but I still couldn't see much because of the darkness. One significant thing that I think happened a few months ago, I do believe in the paranormal and there have been a few things like that around the house, but I'm wondering if it wasn't paranormal at all. A few months ago, the lights in my room were off and I had been kind of drowsy. It was around 11 o'clock at night. I was laying down but sat back up in my bed, which at the time was positioned so I had a slight view of the window. I completely woke up when I saw what appeared to be kind of a messed up face. It was sort of droopy and the eyes were positioned so that one was lower than the other. I jumped up and turned on the lights. By the time I turned back, whoever or whatever it was was gone. At the time, I thought it must have been something paranormal. Nothing ever happens where I live. It looked too creepy and off to be a person. Currently, because of what I've been hearing on the roof outside my window, I think what I saw that night was a person. I'm not sure what to do. I have dogs, but they sleep downstairs in the master bedroom behind closed doors. Please share your take on this and any advice you might have for me. I appreciate it. It was a dark winter's morning, just before 7am. I often walk to college by myself, or take the bus. Backstory. I was 17, I met my ex-boyfriend every day as he got off the bus in town. We would then walk to college together. For whatever reason, I decided not to take the bus that day. I got ready as my usual morning and set off at 7am. I live in a town that is known as That Town where I am from. I was pretty used to seeing the usual sights like junkies. I walked past the bus stop while listening to music. About five minutes into my usual route, I noticed a man, let's call him C, walking close behind. He was tall with a big coat on. That is all I remember as I did not want to stare. I figured he was walking to town and told myself to stop being dramatic and I continued walking. After another few minutes, he was closer than I expected as he had picked up his pace. I walked pretty fast for a 5'3 young woman. I got out my phone and phoned my boyfriend telling him that I wasn't far and I was by the cafe at the top of town. I didn't want to worry him so I thought this may deter the guy from following me. Nope. No one was around as it was 7am. I broke out into a jog as if I was late and he picked up his speed still staring through me. Alarm bells were ringing in my head like I should have listened to my dad and taken the bus or gotten in a taxi. I saw someone, a man walking his black Labrador, going about his day paying no attention to me and C following me. The next thing I know I slipped on some black ice. I was thinking God, no why. Why did I leave myself vulnerable? The man with the dog came over and asked me if I was alright. I said yeah, I'm fine. He told me to be careful. Weird thing is when I looked behind me, C was gone. I mean, I looked all around, up the road and across the street. There are quite a few bends as I live in a mountainous area. I was confused and walked into town with no issue. I got to my boyfriend and told him. He was visibly upset, but was glad I was okay. 
He tried to reassure me that he was possibly on some drugs and he didn't realize what he was doing. Then why, as soon as the man with the dog appeared to talk to me, did he disappear? I don't know, but see, creepy stranger that followed me for 15 minutes. Let's not meet again.